from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. Six, Conway. Would you pass the cucumbers in peanut sauce? Mornay asked. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, this is for Christ's sake. That was a, a little nugget of uh, Easy Go, chapter six. The third novel Michael Crichton wrote under his pseudonym John Lang, and also the third novel Michael Crichton ever wrote under any name. Mm. At least published. Maybe he wrote other books he didn't publish. Third published work by Michael Crichton. My name is Hugh, your name is Hunter. Yeah, you also wrote the, the Turner Diaries, right? You have a tequila sunrise and some Cheerios. I have tea and some toast. Vodka sunrise. Vodka sunrise. Um, somehow these things are related to this book, but uh, go back to the previous episodes if you care to know exactly what the reason is. Yeah, also, also go back to the previous episodes if you care to know what happened to them. Yeah, just do that. You need a recap? They're going to find some ancient treasure in Egypt and they're assembling the team. Yep. Yep. What happens in this chapter? So this chapter is called Conway, but initially Pierce is uh, interlocuting with a man called Mornay. Roger Mornay. Mm. Roger Carr. Or would you just say locuting? I think you'd say locuting. And then he would be an interlocutor. Is, is yeah. interlocuting even a word? Probably not. Let's, let's look it up. Feels like it would just be locuting. Yeah. Not that anyone says that. All right, whatever. Um, so we're like, so we're like, we're like, what, what, what's going on? The chapter's called Conway, but who's this Mornay guy? That threw me. I was in a tailspin. I didn't know what was up and what was down. But then uh, then we realize the uh, the method in Crichton's seeming madness. When Mornay's like, I'm too old now, I can't do this shit anymore. If it was 10 years ago, I would have uh, joined your crew and stolen some Egyptian gold yep. or whatever. We get some uh, weird criticism of... Uh... Uh, Rembrandt's uh, Night Watch. Yeah, that I that was strange. <laughs> that sounded like a pet peeve of Crichton's that he just inserted into the novel. He doesn't. He just like Rembrandt. Yeah. If, if anyone so far is a Crichton stand-in, it's Pierce. Yeah. Who yeah. is a mastermind and a writer. Exactly. Exactly. And a world traveler, just like Mr. Crichton. I will say it's funny if you look at like the the blurb. Is it a blurb if it's on the front of the book? It's the same effect as a blurb. But the old cover of the book, Easy Go, mm. has like a blurb on the cover that like is supposed to entice you to read it. Mm-hmm. And it's something like five mastermind criminals attempt to do the biggest heist ever in Egypt. 
And like so far, none of them are mastermind criminals. No, none of them are even criminals. No, it seems. I mean, maybe uh, you know uh, our boy um, Grover's uh, pedophilia will get him in trouble at some point, but yeah. But like the two central characters of the crew, Pierce and Barnaby, are certainly just average professionals. So Mornay, Mornay goes, okay, you know, I can't do it anymore. And I'm even afraid that if we keep talking, I'll accept. So I'm going to send you off to um, meet some other guy who's, who's better equipped to help you. Yes. And that guy's called Conway. Then we smash cut from Amsterdam to a car inside of... Paris. Gay Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells you a little bit about him. He's a young man from South Africa, which sort of raised a red flag in my mind, to be honest, which is kind of, uh, you know, disarmed, I have to say. Exactly, because it turns out that he's not actually from South Africa. And I, I assumed he would have been a, uh, you know, white uh, agent of the apartheid government or something like that. That was my first thought as well. But uh, instead we get an African-American man from Cincinnati. So, and I, th- I would say that overall this is the most positive depiction of a non-white character mm. that we have encountered so far in a Crichton work. I would agree with that. Because this guy seems just like a normal dude for the most part. Or he seems on the same level as all the other uh, dumb idiots in this book. He's afforded the same level of characterization. Like uh, Crichton's attempting to yes. give him like a distinct and somewhat compelling personality. And there are some there are some weird things with his accent that I was initially like, is he trying to do a, a weird like basic South African accent? It's like oh, I guess it's just why is he saying fella? <laughs> it's just a little it's kind of hard it's kind of hard for me to square that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little weird. But uh, I agree, this is not particularly offensive, especially compared to like the way the Egyptian characters are treated in the beginning of the novel. Yep. Um, so who is Conway? What is he? Uh, what what would he contribute to the team? It turns out that he's just like a diamond smuggler. That's how yeah. he first came into contact with uh, Lord Grover, who I think we failed to mention on the last episode is a diamond merchant. He's an archaeologist. At least he says he is. Too. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, he has smuggled diamonds. Yes. And in that capacity, he came into contact with um, Lord Grover. Mm. And he actually misled Lord Grover and pretended that he was from South Africa in the first place when he was Mm. actually just only over there uh, to smuggle diamonds, essentially. Yeah. Um, But then it turns out he's actually from Cincinnati Mm. and he's an archaeologist. At least he says he is. And we'll probably find out more about this this fella. He actually demonstrates some knowledge as they drive past uh, an old uh, historical monument somewhere in um, Paris. So that's true. And uh, yeah, they have an entertaining little journey around Paris, careening around. Um, he tells a, a weird story about a, a woman sticking a. <laughs> high heel into a man because he uh, tried to hit on her. It's probably also worth pointing out before we return to uh, isolating the incidence of racism in the text Mm. that there's definitely an anti-apartheid flavor to their exchange, I would say. That's true. That's true. Which I was also surprised by. I figured uh, Crichton would be (laughs) (laughs) pro-apartheid. Just given his general general, uh, (laughs) outlook on life. 
That's kind of all there is to it. Eventually, Conway uh, agrees to do the job. <laughs> I don't know if there's, we need to go into that much more detail. What do you think? No, there's only one more thing to mention here, and that mm. is another candidate for the drink that we share on the last episode mm. of the podcast because Conway reaches into the glove compartment of his car and pulls out a bottle of cognac. That is true. No idea what cognac tastes like, actually. Me neither. I feel like it might be on the brandy spectrum, but I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think it is. That. I'll, be, I'll be double check. It is a type of brandy. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Brandy. Uh, all right. Um, do we have anything else to say? <laughs> this is kind of the widest chapter in terms of interesting content I have to say so far, but it's not a, unenjoyable. I enjoyed this chapter, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, Conway seems like a fun character. He has a lot of fun little uh, turns of phrases that he says. Yeah. Like when he's like, well, I'm a bad swimmer, so I never jump into water unless I know how deep it is. Which I thought was good. That was, that was clever. Um, you might need to vamp while I, I finish this piece of toast. Candy, candy. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it's just strange to see a character like this in one of these books. Hmm. Um... Yeah, it's just strange to see a character like this in one of these books, right? Because, mm. you know, you figure Crichton... Well, I mean, it's not like there's been that many non-white characters in his books at all, you know? That's kind of what I mean, though, because he's, like, afforded a personality and he's part of the actual yeah. team. But I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm struggling even to think of, like, too many racist examples of, of non-white people. We kind of assumed that the... Uh, 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 French Algerians in the last book were were coded as like evil Arabs, but that's not that actually turned out not to be true. Hmm. That's right. So maybe we're always wrong about Crichton. Maybe he's like a really progressive guy. Maybe he's right about climate change. <laughs> well, he's definitely right about climate change. I mean, just ask George W. Bush. Hmm. All right. Um. So, do you have anything else you want to say, or are we uh, gonna bounce for tonight? I'm done. See you next time for another exciting episode of The Great Podcast. For Christ's sake, join us, won't you? (laughs) Join us, won't you?